Hey, welcome back to Setting the Screen, everybody. I'm Jeff. This is Stu. That's Josh. And we're here to talk about the Batman. Fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. It won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. <laughs> I got you! I got you! What's going on, everybody? Um, again, this is setting the screen. Or if you're listening to this on uh, Jeff Needs Help, or if you're watching, you know, thank you. We appreciate everything. We're here to talk about the Batman. I got Stuart Brooking from the Morning Brew with Stu, uh, a fellow member of the Off the Ball Network podcast. I got Josh for, from Four Nerds by Nerds and the High on High on Horror podcast. Um, anybody that's listening to me knows that Josh. This is like our fourth show together i think or fifth show together <laughs> I, maybe man it's definitely our third in a row because i looked that up earlier <laughs> isn't it crazy but i love it, it just it, it it works it it just works out that way that's um, only because you took that huge break because we did rocky yeah, four and then yeah. <laughs> we didn't do another episode till we did peacemaker yeah so it was a huge break for jeff needs help so just for the record during that huge break i recorded 40 episodes of jeff needs sports <laughs> yeah, so was that was yeah <laughs> Yeah, I took the fall off and only recorded an entire season of my sports podcast. But you're right, man. I looked at that, too. Like, holy cow. It's like, it feels like we have to see each other forever, and yet it's every week. Um, <laughs> so, Stu, this is the first time you've been on with me. Definitely the first time you've been on with Josh. Um, this is a little different than the sports podcast. Uh, we get a loose. We have a little fun. I know you're a huge fan of Batman. You're ready for this. Um, so I'm going to say it right now, just like Josh would say. If you haven't seen the Batman, stop. Just pause. Come back later because this is 100% spoiler filled from from start to finish. And we won't just—I mean, I'm just going to warn you—we probably won't just spoil the Batman. We'll probably spoil every Batman movie that's been made to this point. So, you know, it, it, we might spoil Lego Batman. Like that may come into it at some point. So I it just, will. I just, it definitely will. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, if you haven't seen Batman '89 by now. Like that's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I understand. I understand. So uh, so now that we've got the spoiler, we're over the spoiler warning already. Like there is no no spoiler on this podcast because you just uh, we're talking about a two hour and fifty five minute movie that we just watched. There's so much to break down. There's so much to cover. <laughs> There's no time for like uh, pussyfooting into it. Let's just yeah. If you, if you want a quick spoiler free review. It's fucking awesome, so go watch it. And now we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's a good point. Uh, you know, 
That, yeah, yeah, so pause this, go watch Batman, and then come back and then listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, Damn. you'll have plenty of time. I'll, ha- I'll have this episode edited and put out before you get done watching the movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this was crazy. It's been, it feels like forever in the making uh, for this movie. I don't, like, when it came out, I'm like, holy shit, have we been talking about this for, because it went... It start. They started making this before COVID, right? Two years yes, ago. Yes. And I'm sure Josh could validate what I'm about to say, whether it's right or not. But pretty sure this started off as the Ben Affleck Batman solo yeah. film, and then transitioned into this one. So when you think about, it, we've honestly been talking about this since what 2016. Yeah, Matt Reeves has been working on a Batman movie since 2016. Holy shit! Yeah. I, so I didn't even realize time. that. But they did. They still. For, this is a three-hour-long, amazing movie, and they did still make this pretty fast because this was a supposed to come out last year. Yeah. And because like we had the first trailer for this a year and a half ago. Like that's crazy. That's well, how long yeah. ago they filmed it. And, and know- Ben Affleck only dropped out in like twenty nineteen. Yeah, early 2019, and then they by May of 2019, they announced Robert Pattinson. So they made this movie in like a year and a half. Holy cow. It, it, now that, I, it doesn't seem like it felt like, man, this, I mean, this is a saw. This, honestly, like, you know, it, it felt like this could have been, a lot of people complain when they do these big movies and they, they split them up, like, say, Hunger Games or Harry Potter. You know, people, th- this movie, like, one, I was, once I was done watching it in the theater, I could have been like, okay, if you just split this up, like I would have been good with it. Um, you know, it was so big, but I've, I'm also like, if it, when it comes to the HBO Max version or at the at home, you know, Blu-ray version, then I'm good with like deciding how how I break up, how I watch it. So, you know, I've the only thing I think it hurts the time length is I don't know how easy it's going to be to see on cable. You know, you stumble across these movies so often on cable. I don't know how this is. It's going to, I mean, what's it going to be on cable? Four and a half to five hours of, of an afternoon. Um, I think that's going to be a little awkward, almost like, I mean, honestly, it's up there with like the Godfather and them as far as like, you know, just just how easily it's going to be digestible later on. I mean, I don't know if that's something they think about or not, but that's the only thing I think about negative about the time. Yeah. Well, the negative part I think about the time was I find myself trying to think about this movie and I know I'm like missing things that I'll yes. like I'll just definitely pop in cuz it was just so much to take in like I need to watch it again. Well, Josh, you're like me too and you as you're doing it you're basically kind of like coming up with a podcast as you as you watch it it's so hard like just to like watch it and like okay let's because normally we would watch it and then when you watch it the second time and that's when you're making your notes and that's when you're deciding yeah. like i'm not taking notes while i'm watching exactly. this movie for the first like i yeah. wouldn't watch avengers endgame and take notes the yeah. first time i watched it well, and Stuart, I, go ahead. i kind of have a process like i do this when i listen to music like i'm a big drake fan so when drake drops an album and people were like, oh, how, what do you think about the album? I never give them an opinion on the first listen of the album. I usually give it a good three listens, and then I come out and I can form an opinion because your first time you listen, you're kind of just listening, you know, getting a groove, all that stuff. The second time you hear a little, a little bit more of the lyrics. By the third time, you understand kind of everything that's being said in the um, 
the the lyrics. I kind of do the same thing with movies. So this is rare. Like I don't usually talk about movies after freshly seeing them the first time. I usually do it two or three times. That way I can form. I can see everything I feel like I need to see and then then give like an opinion or, or that kind of stuff because I've had movies like I loved Batman vs Superman when it first came out I, my opinions on it have kind of changed since then after watching it a few times and so like that's the thing is I don't want to get in here and calling this maybe I'm not saying I will or won't I don't want to call this maybe the second greatest Batman movie of all time and then well that's what we're here for though we're here to overreact six months later be like well you know maybe I was a little I just want to tell you, if you get a chance, listen to Josh's Batman versus Superman episode. <laughs> it is honestly one of the most entertaining things you'll ever hear. Um, I really, I really lace into that one. <laughs> the, love of, the love affair between uh, Bruce and Bruce. <laughs> yeah, what is this? What was his name? Damn it. Oh. The, oh, his his his, his like, employee, that yeah, his vice tower. president for Wayne just, Industry. Just, just, just. It, no, seriously, it's great. And so, uh, anybody has to listen to Forders by Nerds, that's a good good place to start. But yeah, this is one of my first ones too to do a knee jerk on a on, on a movie this massive. But that's what that's why we're here. Yeah. Um. You know. It um and it, and it felt massive. I won't I won't sit here and say it didn't feel like three hours. It really did feel like three hours. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I won't lie. They're, they're, they could have cut some fat. Yeah, that's something that Josh or I told my fiance after we watched the movie because we kind of watched it together. And um, <laughs> yeah, I would leave John, but um, no, I I told like I watched Endgame and Endgame was like three hours, wasn't it? Or something like yeah. that. It's pushing. I think it was it three hours feel, plus. It, yeah. it didn't three. It didn't feel three hours. And like, yeah. so this one felt three hours and maybe it's because it was more of the investigative and yeah. there wasn't as much like high flying action as you were seeing in Endgame, but Endgame, it felt like the time flew. And this one, it felt like, I'm not saying the movie was slow, but the time, like real time felt like it kind of drug on a little bit. Yeah, I think I think I'll like this movie better when I can sit down yeah. and have some beers and I'm watching HBO Max and I can get up and you know take a piss every now and then. Yeah. Uh, well, you also you know out. what's coming too. You don't. Yeah. You know you're not you don't want to miss a thing. So it seems like you have to pay attention the whole time. I will. I will say though, and and I won't get in my nitpicks yet because I'm not. I don't. And I might not, I may not feel about this movie the way a lot of the world does. There are some times to where like I could have probably went up and went to the bathroom and and felt okay about it. And that's one of my nitpicks. About I did the a movie couple is, times. Yeah, I, I went once. I had to. I was going to pee myself. I think there was some <laughs> fat to be trimmed, but it, it, it's their movie. They gave you the because we bitch all the time because they make these movies and then we want the full cut, right? So everybody goes out and buys a Blu-ray. They want the extra. He gave us the you know a. a, a a large cut of it so we we also can't complain like oh we didn't get it all like no he he gave us a, a lot you know he gave us his movie and um you know i respect matt reeves for that so we'll just kind of we'll just kind of dig into that i'll start i kind of gave you guys a rundown of how i kind of looked at the movie so i had the three things that i liked i'll go ahead and start off here just i'll just kind of go through the three things i liked about this movie um Stu, you already brought it up. We got detective work. Finally, we got we got Bat Detective. I liked how they did it. 
Um, I liked. I thought the contact lens was great. I'm just. I'm just going through my stuff here, and then you guys can break it down however you want. Um, I thought the detective work was cool. I thought it made sense. Uh, sometimes the detective work that he does, like let's say Batman '89. Well, yeah, if you just happen to have the most perfect sound recording devices in the history of man <laughs> in the Wayne Manor, and you hear that, you can individually hear whatever you want. It does make it easier. This was more like he had to figure it out. I like the awkward moments to where he's in the room full of, uh, you know, Gotham PD and they're kind of looking at him and they're kind of like, this dude's here again, but he also is standing there like what? (laughs) Like, like as if he's not wearing a bat costume. (laughs) I really thought that was cool though. Uh, so I like the detective work. Number two, Batman wasn't perfect yet. This is supposed to be year two Batman. He makes mistakes. He falls. He has accidents. Um, you know, he doesn't get things right off the bat. And I like that Bruce Wayne, like he can't, he doesn't have this perfect shift to like this perfect Bruce Wayne that, uh, you know, like that Christian Bale did the perfect Bruce Wayne switch, which was fine for those movies. I like that this guy didn't, that he's still just like, he basically is like, I don't know, Alfred, I've got enough money to last me forever. And Alfred's like, well, you don't. This isn't how the world works. Like, you're going to have to go to work someday and you're going to have to show up and you're going to have to go to these parties. So I liked how we don't have, uh, you know, the perfect Bruce Wayne yet. And number three thing I put, they didn't, uh, we got what we finally didn't want. They didn't dwell on the Wayne murders. We didn't have to watch the murders. We didn't have to go through the the pearls. We didn't have to do all that. We didn't have to see young Bruce crying on the street. We didn't have to see Alfred scoop him up. We get it. Like anybody in the world that's that knows anything about Batman has ever read a comic, like we get it. And spoiler alert, Uncle Ben dies too. Like yeah. those are the two things that like They finally happy. did that easy thing of just saying, Remember when your parents got shot to death? And he was like, <laughs> Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, can we move on? So those are those are the three things that I you know, those are just three things that jumped out that I liked about this movie to to oversimplify something before we really get into to, to the breakdown, just to kind of start the conversation off. So, Stuart, let's start with you. What are some things you like, just jumped out that you really liked about this movie that you've been waiting on? Maybe I'm overhyping it, and maybe I don't, you know, I've watched so many of the live-action Batman movies, I don't remember it all, but the, in my opinion, at least the first thing I said to, again, my fiancé was, I felt like this was maybe the most violent Batman we've seen as far as raw violent and like, you know, when that opening scene is like, who are you supposed to be? It's like a vengeance. And then he like beats the holy hell out of the guy. And then just like when he goes in to, you know, address the penguin and he's beating everybody up, like it seems more like, how do I say it's like, I love the dark Knight, but Christian Bale's Batman seems more choreographed and his, all his stuff seems like they've worked through it and it's choreographed and all this other stuff where Robert Pattinson's, I believe like that's probably how Robert Pattinson would fight. If he walked into a bar and started getting into a fight, like it's not choreographed. I'm not waiting on you to hit me. That's fair. And then I hit you like he's going in and that's probably how he would fight. If he got in a bar fight. So I felt like it was the most real, honest and like brutal version of the Batman we've seen yet. I really, really liked the detective part. And how we finally get to see that, how it was about 90, 95% of the movie. He was in the Batman. Yeah. Which was fucking cool. He was in in the bat suit. He was in the cow, all that stuff. Because listen, I understand Bruce Wayne as part of Batman. Like you get Bruce, you get bat, you get bat, you get Bruce. But I think leaving that part 
left to be desired is a fun part that they can explore in the rest of this trilogy, which Matt Reeves says they plan on doing a trilogy. So I, I really like that part when it starts off, you know, Bruce Wayne and Batman are all about vengeance and they want to get revenge and all this stuff. And you kind of see him grow throughout the movie to at the end when he's at the top of the uh, like scoreboard thing in the arena and the, you know, criminal says I'm vengeance. Like it clicks for him. Like, Oh, like anybody can have revenge. Anybody can be vengeful. Like I got to be the light that people need. I think we're going to explore that part probably in the, these other two movies. Yeah. And you're going to see more of the billionaire Bruce Wayne. And then I'm with you. It's just like Spider-Man. Did we need to know that uncle Ben dies? Like, do we need to know that Martha and, like, yeah, we don't need to know if they die. We're right? so far into the Batman universe, we don't give a shit about the kid. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry about the uh, Wayne's dying. Like we're like, okay, let's get past <laughs> this already. I can't. See I feel it like I rambled time. on enough, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the Batman. All right, Josh, what jumped out to you? Um, definitely everything you guys just said. Like I would say, like every Batman we've seen so far, like has already been like, he already got his scars. Right. Like he's a seasoned Batman, even like Christian Bale. Like once he became Batman, like we saw him train and get his ass kicked and stuff as like a normal person. But once he's Batman, he's pretty Batman, you know? Uh, and in this, like, He's just such a badass. He's like a street fighter that just happens to be dressed like a bat and has some gadgets, but like he's still figuring it out. He's getting his scars. Like he's getting shot a bunch. He's getting like piped in the back of the head and shit, but he's like, he's still winning. How'd you, how'd you guys feel about that? that that's, let's bring that up real quick. When we talk about the fight scenes, I, I like the fight scenes. So, two, two problems that they're, you can't really deny them. There are with the fight scenes. So, you know, the Batman lore is he went off and he came back and his his story is he traveled around the world and mastered several forms of martial arts. But this guy was more of an MMA type of fighter. Um, and that's fine that, you know, they take liberty with it. it lo- I thought it looked pretty cool. I thought like I think, Stu, you're right. Like the the Nolan stuff looks so choreographed at times, like you never felt anybody could actually hit Bale as except for the Joker. There were some good scenes in there with yeah. Ledger. But this guy looked like, you know, he, he was he was doing more of the work, but none of the ninja stuff. So, like, did, did, does it – I don't know. Does it even matter <laughs> that, that, that he's not a, really a martial artist? Uh, did, that, did that even, like – did I'm you guys not, notice that? I'm not one of these guys who – and maybe I'm wrong. Or no, maybe, there's no right or wrong maybe, with Batman. Maybe you guys so are – so many forms maybe you of guys Batman. Are differently. But, like, when it comes to movies and, like, based off of – they're based off of comics like i don't particularly care if they're like extremely comic book accurate now if you start giving like batman like superpowers and you start shooting lasers out of his eyes like oh okay it's not batman but like if batman oh he did this in the comics but he didn't do this in the movie or like you know he traveled around the world to learn how to fight in the comics but here you know he looks like some guy that just goes to your local bar and gets in a bar fight. Yeah. For me, it's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't, I, that's not going to bother me. I'm not going to get hung up on it and be like, oh, it's a terrible movie. Like, I, like some people do when, when things aren't just how the books have it or are not just how the, the uh, comic books have it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they did it well enough without even, like, mentioning it. Like, he never even, like, really says he went away or anything in this movie. Which I thought was cool. But, like, the stuff he's doing is martial arts enough. Like, it's self-defense enough. He, like, snaps that dude's arm, like, four fucking times and beats the shit out of him. Like, that's some martial arts shit. And I've got a a buddy that may recognize that as a type of fighting, because I didn't realize. Like, for instance, uh, the Tom Cruise, uh, Jack Reacher movies, um, you know, I see it as just like, eh, it's fun fight scenes. I got a friend who trains, and he's like, oh, no, that is... I don't know the name of it offhand, but he's like, no, that's a type of fighting. Basically, it's designed to immobilize your enemies, like by snapping their joints. Like so, like to me, it just looks like a street brawl, but it's actually. And and this may be the very same thing. It's just I, I've heard that come up a lot about the martial arts and stuff. But then I'm like, it never made sense in the magazine or the magazines, the comics either, because let's face it, this guy's wearing a forty pound suit. He's not Bruce Lee. Like, it, <laughs> th- honestly, the some of the martial arts stuff never quite made sense. You know. Anyway, I, I thought it was practical. I liked it. Uh, I, you know, I, I was on board. It seemed real enough, and it seemed he seemed vulnerable enough. Like he could take a punch. Uh, he, you know, he took. I, I thought it was cool how they decided to go. And I, and I assume this was the decision made by Reeves as to where, like, how many how many times have we said, why don't you just shoot him in the face? Like, that's yeah. always come up over the years. And they kind of, like, addressed that with, like, he took bullets off the shoulders, you know, and it just turned him. Whether that's realistic or not, at least they ad- they addressed a lot of the questions that we've had about over the years of, like, wait a minute. Like, why not? If, like, anybody that's ever, like the impact alone would have knocked this guy down. Yeah. So well, there's a couple of parts like that where it's like they did oh, yeah. what I, what I call, uh, we did it cause it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like him walking just slowly while just getting shot head on with an AK 47. <laughs> and it's like, their aim could be shitty and you could catch one in the face. You wouldn't just want, like, yeah, it's terrifying, but you could die at any moment. <laughs> yeah, I thought they, I, actually, I got a, I've, I've got a lot of nitpicks with what they did with the gunplay from start to finish in this movie. I don't think Reeves is exactly, he didn't feel like an, an expert. He's, it wasn't John Wick. Like, this wasn't John Wick yeah. as far as, like, I, and I think this movie could have used a little John Wick as far as, like, this dude's getting his ass kicked, but he keeps fighting through it. That's fine, though. Like, that's, it's, it, at some point, it's still Batman. And it, Yeah, they did the Dark Knight thing of, like, showing him shirtless once, and he was, he was really bruised up and scarred and yeah. stuff, and it's like... Okay. Yeah. How you get how you getting scarred through that suit if you're taking shotgun shots to the <laughs> yeah, fucking chest? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I say, and, that's why. That's one thing. Uh, we're not going to go down this road, but something in the Dark Knight that they, I believe, it was the Dark Knight when he when he gets stabbed through the armor. They, they at least address like, oh, there's weaknesses. This guy's like, this guy's like year two. I'm indestructible. Like by year seven, this dude's going to be Iron Man. But that's that's neither here nor yeah. real, real quick, like some. Uh, to go back to another thing I liked um, on TikTok, like or YouTube, and you watch videos and stuff. People before this movie came out, they were like movies you gotta see to understand the Batman, and they listed seven. They listed uh, the Zodiac, and they listed another movie, kind of inspirations, and you could really see the inspirations. Well, they definitely in the said movies. seven. Like somebody better said seven. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is a seven straight rape of seven. And then you could definitely see the Zodiac reference from the you know ciphers and stuff like that. And I felt mm-hmm. he did a good job of like, 
I understand it's a Batman movie, but I felt like he did a great job of paying homage to his inspirations and the movies that kind of inspired the way he wanted to go down. Well, let's talk to Josh about this because I didn't know this. Josh is the high on horror, he, you know, host. He's a, he's an expert. <laughs> I didn't realize all the John Carpenter Halloween nods that they made. Did you catch those or did you read anything about those? No. So, I, yeah, so I was told, and, and I don't know, I'll, I'll run it by you, but I've because I've listened to several you know podcasts on this. But um, I guess the scene in the car um, when uh, Riddler, I believe it's the district attorney that he he gets in the car. They said that was a nod to oh uh, because uh, he's in the back seat and stuff in the back seat and stuff. But they said that was a straight nod to like John Carpenter's Halloween. And then there was one other scene like in the house to where. I guess Reeves is a big fan or something. I don't know. I just, you know, you're honestly, this would be right in your wheelhouse. I didn't know if you caught it. I didn't catch any of that, but I wouldn't because, you know, I watch Halloween with one. Yeah. Eye. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it. So <laughs> I haven't seen anything. So I'll, de- yeah. I would, I'll definitely going to look at it now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've just heard a lot. Of, I've just heard, I've heard that come up several times. Now, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm there's like, definitely some scary fucking scenes in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll, we'll, when uh, the lightning strikes and the Riddler's just standing behind the, the mayor or whatever it is, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Let's get it. Before we do dislikes, let's just go down this road because I think, let's, Let's, let's do a couple scenes. We got the um, the let's let's talk about the introduction of our new Batman. Essentially, it's so like, fucking cool. It's so fucking awesome. So essentially, you got the voiceover. You're seeing the city. You got the rain. It's Halloween, which is awesome. Which okay, I'll just say it. Why didn't? Why couldn't they just make the long Halloween? I have no idea. <laughs> it's it's my favorite story. They 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 dabbled on it, and then they we didn't quite get it. But that's fine anyway. So it's Halloween. They do all that. You've got I love I love the voiceover the inner monologue I guess you call it you know uh, finally the no, well, that was I, that I think the narration was Commissioner Gordon oh was it was it, was it Gordon because he's up but he's up by the bat signal yes talking yes. about how it's it's not You're just correct, a, a call for Batman but it's a warning it's to a be warning like, Batman's out there motherfucker like don't be doing nothing <laughs> so I'll take you right to the moment we finally get there uh, you know the uh, the, the what is I don't the the gang on the subway is playing the knockout game you know knockout game everything they they're on the, they're on the terminal you're looking down the hallway you hear the footsteps you hear the music it's building up and finally it's the first time we see Robert you know Rob's Batman and then he, of course he kicks the shit out of the dudes I thought it was awesome I was so like at this point I'm, I was knee jerk like this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life I want to get up right now and leave and I, I don't ever want to see another movie that you guys, <laughs> yeah how, and the, the, the the score and everything is just so perfect in the cinematography Vader, right? so cool like it's so because they just keep cutting in and out from these different people doing crime and then like they see the bat signal and then they see like a dark alleyway and they're like shit batman could be in there (laughs) and then he finally comes out of the shadows in this one part like this during this one crime and just casually walks up and destroys everybody (laughs) and i thought it was cool because that was the build-up i mean we've been waiting basically three years to see pattinson as batman and that was when as an audience that's when we're seeing it too i thought it was a i thought reeves understood that and gave us a really really strong introduction um i think 
I think 89 was a better introduction because at that point we had waited 20 some years, you know, for a Batman. I think the way they did it might be the more exciting one, but this was, this was, this was number two. I, when it happened, like I, I, I took a, I just enjoyed it so much. Drew, what'd you think about the intro of, uh, of Battenson? Yeah, I liked it. I like how unlike like Batman Begins, you know, we kind of have to wait. And I understand Batman Begins is kind of an origin story, and they kind of you know tease right. you before they before they give you the pleasure or whatever. But like when we get to, <laughs> I do. I'll see if I get somebody to laugh. They edged you, uh, but <laughs> they uh, edged you. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how they just like they threw the Batman at you. They're like, here he is. Like we know we know this is what you paid the money to come see. We know that right. The Riddler isn't what you come to see. We know Catwoman isn't what you come to see. And we know oh, I came to see Catwoman. I know you did. <laughs> and then we know that the Penguin isn't, isn't what you came to see. But like, So they gave you the Batman early. I liked it. I thought it was a good introduction. I thought it was a good introduction into the type of Batman we were yes. going to see as well. Not just like, oh, here's Batman. But it's here's Batman and he's violent and he's vengeful and he wants revenge. And he's going to kick your ass and he's going to show you that. So, like, be prepared. Yeah. So, I and I thought, I thought this movie, Reeves, I guess he's a, you know, they say he's a huge comic fan, which, to be honest, every, every filmmaker that makes a comic book based movie, they say is a huge comic fan. So, I never know how true that is, but they say Reeves is. This, this felt the most like the Dark Knight comic as to where the guy just shows up and just snaps knees like that. The, the, the Dark Knight, you know, that older Batman was just a dick. Like it was not about <laughs> anything other than just like, you know, these guys are being assholes. I'm going to snap their knees in half. And I'm sure that's why the face paint kind of played into that because it reminded me a lot of. of well, of also, I think because I heard a lot of people complaining about the face paint. And when you look at. Oh. Every when you look at every Batman we've gotten, whether it's Flack or Affleck, geez, please, Affleck, Ben Affleck, or whether it's you know Christian Bale and even Robert Pattinson, they all have the black under their eyes. It's just when we get to see them, it's already yeah. taken off. Like they're already their hair's done and everything else. <laughs> yeah, so there, thought, that's why I said. I thought there's a scene real. in Batman in uh, Batman versus Superman that drives me crazy when Superman mm-hmm. rips his mask off in the post-apocalyptic future, and he has the mask on and he has black shit around his eyes and he rips his mask off and he has nothing on his face. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It doesn't go to his eyelids. <laughs> so I thought it was very, I thought it was very like realistic. And I know a lot of people were like complaining. They were like, oh, why is Batman wearing? Like I heard no. that on Twitter, but it's like I. That's what Batman is. Like, look at the movies; you'll see it. And I thought it was very realistic. No, I'm telling you right now. When we when we get, we're gonna dig into Rob's version of Batman, and I'll tell you what: I have very, very, very little bad things to say about the actual. You have Batman bad things to say movie. at all? I don't think I do. Okay. Um, I'll try to think of something because I'm that way. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so, so speaking of which, uh, we'll get into the dislikes because we got some questions. Well, you know, we got there's a lot. There's so much. Uh, so, so my dislikes, just real quick. Um, uh, we haven't talked about the Riddler yet. Uh, I liked this movie so much from the beginning. I thought the opening scene with the, the initial murder was awesome. I, I, I was so on board. And then it just turned into the typical, like, we did it again. It's just like, here's what I said. I just, I'm over just like the upset white boy that, like, couldn't sit at the cool table and then all of a sudden, like, he's going to upset the government, blah, blah, blah. 
just like I like, oh really? We're we're doing this again, especially now. Reeves says that this is a coincidence, like because you know, if you look at the current environment in you know the United States and everything that's happened, he swears it's a coincidence that he didn't plan any of this. It was all written before that. I got to take him at his word. I I do not have the research, but I really, basically, I just wish they would have just stayed to the serial killer story. I think they had something so cool and so creepy going on and, and just, and just rode that out instead of going into the bigger picture of like bringing down the government and crooked this. And I just, and and my, because my number three dislike was crooked politicians, just so low hanging fruit. Like, Batman was surprised when they said that like the DA and everybody was crooked. Like, wait a minute, you're, you're Bruce Wayne. You're, fa- you know, you're one of the richest people in Gotham. I guess you're considered the richest person in Gotham. You didn't know that politicians might be on the take like that, that, that stuff just doesn't, doesn't jive with me. He was so naive about that. I just thought that was kind of low hanging fruit. I know it's part of the Gotham lore, but like, we all know that like if somebody if I tell you right now like hey this politician's crooked neither one of you guys would go didn't see that coming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't like it and I thought the the one thing they kind of they kind of did with uh, Catwoman and Batman they kind of did the romance sort of like they they played it out in the Long Halloween but the Long Halloween was twelve months long. Um, so these two had time to keep randomly meeting and figured it was like over a year. This story takes place over six days total from start to finish. I thought it was too fast for the Batman and Catwoman to like basically kind of fall in love and then like have to make decisions and stuff. I, th- I really thought they pushed that storyline a little quick for me. So that was that was just three dislikes that jumped out again. I, everybody says this about this movie. Not that I dislike the movie, but these are just little things that I'm like, we didn't need to push the the bat the bat romance as fast as they did and i really think that they had something with the serial killer and they backed off of it for an easier so that way they could have a boss fight at the end so that would that would be just some of the dislikes i have yeah i really like the batman catwoman stuff but no i thought yeah, i thought their i think chemistry it probably did take cool. away from the ending because the <clears throat> the ending was a little flatter than i wanted it to be because it was just like, oh, doppelgangers. Like, <laughs> that bothered me. Oh, wow, copycat guys again. That's, that's... Well, what bothered me the most was when <laughs> Commissioner Gordon said, he has he is 500 followers. He's going to take down the whole city. I yeah, was no like, shit. Jesus Christ, I could take down the whole fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Freaking, yeah. I, hell, I, you know, between, between us three, we got tens of thousands like we can't, I can't get shit done I can't, <laughs> I can't I can't I can't get my fucking pod being paid for just <laughs> starting revolutions it really like honestly all that stuff really bothered me because I'll just say it like I, I feel like I'm tired of being a hostage of like these guys with hurt feelings like it's and I know a lot of it just happens to be because of the last two years that I'm just worn out and I just wanted they they just had a, a mystery going. I loved the Riddler. I loved everything. And then it just kind of, to me, just completely changed. Um, and I'll give you my alternate ending here to kind of explain it after after uh, you guys give some of your uh, nitpicks or dislikes about this show. So, Stuart, what are, what are some things that, like, maybe you didn't like, if, if there's anything? I'm sure there's something, but again, this is this is where the I would like to see it a second or third time part comes in to kind of really like narrow it down. One thing I did 
think throughout the movie, and maybe this is my fault for kind of having this expectation going into the movie. But it was Stuart, so, you feel you feel way too guilty. Like, well, you, it was just you're so allowed hyped. to feel however you want. It was just so hype, and so like I was waiting for that moment, like we did, like we got with No Way Home when you saw Tobey Maguire and you saw Andrew Garfield walk through the tunnels where everybody was just like, yeah. Spoil- like, spoiler alert. Just in case you didn't watch Spider-Man. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, like this is what gotcha. we've been waiting for this movie for. I kind of was waiting for that moment and it never really like came. Like I, I would, don't get me wrong. Like I was glad to see the Batman on the film, but mm-hmm. like, I guess I was kind of waiting for this big like introduction from the penguin or this big like introduction, more of a bigger introduction from the Riddler as opposed to kind of like, I'm not saying it wasn't dull or it wasn't well done. Cause I love this movie and I, I all time, I'm probably going to rank it pretty high as to where I think it goes on the oh, list. But, so this is a great movie. Like that, nobody I, will deny this I just a great think movie. I was waiting for that moment, I guess, and maybe it was because of how much hype it had coming into it that I was like, oh, that moment's going to come, and it never kind of did. But other than that, there's not really a whole lot. I think some fat should should have been some trimmed trimmed yeah. on it. There were some moments where it was like, okay, like let's get on with the story. But other than that, like I thought the movie was great. Well, I think it's really like it is a comic book movie which it's yeah. like it, which kind of like helps ease off the whole it's three hours long there's so many characters and blah 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 is like there are a lot of characters in a yeah, comic book oh, no. <laughs> like totally, batman totally will see fucking nine different villains in one night like he's yep. he wants answers so he's gonna go fucking shake down the penguin to get you know information about the riddler and then the Riddler will have something that'll lead him to the Joker. Like it's always some shit like that. So, I I thought it was cool. I thought it it definitely sets up a universe for the picking some, if they want to do it. I Sorry, didn't, you said something that sparked another complaint, and maybe I'm maybe I'm being naive because I know everybody else probably wants it. But here's the thing: I honestly like I'm kind of tired of Batman with Joker movies. Like I understand that like. The Joker is the most lucrative villain that he's got. He's the most popular villain. But, like, I felt you talk, Jeff talked about politicians being the low hang, hanging fruit there. Like, I felt the Joker was the low hanging fruit for this movie. It was like, it, it wasn't needed, I don't think. Like, you could have told in a completely. I, different, thought that, I thought that was the biggest mistake in the movie. I was, you could have told a complete story without ever referencing yep. the Joker. And, like, I loved. I love the Dark Knight primarily because of Heath Ledger's Joker, but it's just like I've I've seen Jared Leto's Joker. I loved Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. We saw Jared Leto again. We saw Jared Leto again. I can't can't even start this conversation. What? What? So it's just (laughs) like we trash. We keep getting we keep getting too many versions of the Joker, and like maybe maybe that's coming up with Batman. Probably not because I love Batman so much. But like we are getting so many versions of the Joker. It's like here's what I not do that. First of all, that should have been Calendar Man. Uh, second of all, <laughs> so what? Is, what? Is, let's just talk about. It. Let's just jump ahead. Like we'll talk about it. I, one of my questions was your thoughts on the final scene. Nobody can like that final scene. I don't think. I, I don't care what Matt, Matt Reeves is like. No, that was definitely the Joker. I don't think it was the Joker because there's so many Batman stories to where it's supposed to be the Joker. I mean, the Killing Joke is the number one example. Like he's not even. He. It's supposed to be the Joker. He's talking to it. Shout out. 
spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Killing Joke or read The Killing Joke in the last 30 years, it, it, the guy's not the Joker. I think that's how they're going to handle that because I just cannot fathom that they would try to spring another Joker on us at this point when there's so many great villains out there. But, you know, when, when we start talking about the Riddler, we'll start talking about was it the Riddler or was it really Hush? I think we all know that it was really Hush, right? Like this character, I think this. Well, I felt, was- I felt, I don't think it was, I felt they were teasing Hush for the next movie. Like, I don't, maybe I took what you said differently. And maybe I misinterpreted what you said. See, I think, like, the, I think Hush is going to be the villain in the next movie and probably the third think, one as well. I think the next movie is Court of Owls, and I don't think it's even a. Well, I think the third, I think you would. Well, yeah, maybe we're predicting here. I don't want to get into like a debate over what we think the next movie is going to be, but I feel like they'll probably. Like, because we're so structured. Introduce another like villain leading to the Court of Owls where they'll introduce it, and then there'll be the big final like showdown with the Court of Owls, the third and final installment. Yeah, which 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 stinks for me because I don't like that story. I I, I I've read it like twice, and I'm like, I, I it's just not my story. Like, it's not that it's bad or whatever. Yeah. I just it's just not mine. But um, before we'll get into, we're almost into characters, and then we can really start, you know, dicing this stuff up. But um, you know, we talked about the introduction. How about just the overall, like, as far as like just technical stuff, the look and sound of the movie? Because I'll just start off by saying I thought it looked great. It was really dark. It's going to be kind of hard to. It might be a little hard to watch, um, you know, on TV. It's another one to where I don't know if the replay values are great. I thought, it, but I thought it looked really good. I like the angles and stuff. I thought the sound was as good as any movie that I've watched in a long time. Um, I guess one of the uh, main guys that worked on this also worked on the Star Wars stuff. Like he's actually the one that filmed the scene in. Um, uh, what is it, uh, Rogue One, where the, you see Darth Vader. So that's why there's the similarities uh, there, yeah. which explains a lot, which I loved. I just want to say I loved it. So I thought the sound be- between Batman, I thought the fight, the impacts, uh, the Batmobile, the score, I thought it just, I thought it was one of the best sounding movies that I've heard. I, it'll win the Oscar. I promise you this movie will win the Oscar for sound editing. Um, so what do you guys think about the, uh, we'll say just combination, special effects, visuals, and sound? Yeah, it was all, it was all great. I I loved I loved the the score for this movie. Oh, it's great. It fits so well. It's such a cool like Batman theme and they play it throughout because he's Batman for 95% of this fucking movie. <laughs> and I like it's, how they each character has their own sound. Very very all a Star Wars, very Star Wars type uh sound which Again, yeah. Star Wars. That's why Star Wars has won so many Oscars and shit for sound. Like I thought it was. Pro- I really. And, and again, I thought the the crunching and the fights and everything sounded comic book. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. it sounded like you see it in the in the pages of a comic. I loved it, Stuart. What'd you think about just how'd you feel just just the the visuals and stuff of it? Yeah, I thought it was very visual. I mean, there wasn't as much neon as <laughs> Batman and Robin. Was you good with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm not a huge Batman and Robin fan. Batman Forever I love, but Batman and Robin, oh, not a huge fan. But uh, no, um, I liked it. I thought it was really good. The the tone overall, the dark scenery, but um, I kind of like how we I get the 95% was Batman, but like I like how we see Batman 
in more like with the Dark Knight, right? Like we don't see Batman walk into a club in the Dark Knight and beat a bunch of people up. Like it's kind of just like he hangs out where the gang members are. He hangs out where the Joker is going to be, or he hangs out at the police station. Where like we see Robert Pattinson's Batman in the city, like in the town, and you can see how dark the town is. You can look, you can see it's a town that almost looks hopeless and looks like it needs somebody to be that guy and Batman is. Yeah. I thought it was a great Gotham and I love, that's another thing I love. I loved how much Batman was in the public. Yes. Like he walked into public bars. He was in public places all the time. He wasn't always in the shadow. Like they saw he was in a room full of what? 20 cops. I mean, he's carrying on a murder investigation. Like I loved how he was so accessible. Batman was, I thought that was cool. I, I just thought that was cool. Shit. Um, well, it's such a cool side to see of Batman that we haven't really gotten to see in the movies very ever. much. They've done it yeah. a little bit, like they did it a little bit in in like the small scene in Justice League that's in Gotham City of talking right. like, is he a hero or a menace and blah blah blah. And but like in this, like Batman's not even trying to be a hero; he is just pure. Or vengeance, like that. He doesn't yeah. even call himself Batman in this movie once. He's just oh, like a, a walking path of destruction. Like everybody's kind of scared of Batman, not just criminals. Like everyone kind of fears him, which oh, I think is a, a cool one. like story arc of like. Did you guys watch the the Gotham show that was on yeah. Fox? I well, I ended it about like I forgot how many seasons there was, about halfway through. But yeah, I I, I watched it I, for the most part. Like I really, I, of course, I I love that show and how they went about it. But I really felt like this, like felt like a an uh, an elevated, evolved version of that Gotham. Like that, I yeah, I, I think that I felt like more that. inspiring than any of the other Batman movies did. I picked up a lot on that, um, which it was a really cool show, and that's what it was about. It was called Gotham. It was about Gotham. It was about setting the the tone. Um, I think that's another thing that you know Reeves, you know took from um so let's uh so we're gonna do this we're gonna talk now we can talk about the characters a little bit um i'll, I'll give my approval ratings and I'll, I'll give a short you know short briefing of how i thought about them the the huge characters that that are going to be in the universe going forward you know I'm not, we can't break down every single person in the movie but i started with alfred i gave him a 55 percent I thought Circus did a good job. I heard he broke his hip, so he was limited into what he could do in the movie, and it might have changed. You know, that's why he actually had a cane in the movie. He needed one. He was actually injured. Basically, I said he did he did fine, but he was he was not irreplaceable. Like I think there's a few people that could have done this Alfred, and I'd have been good with it. Even though I do going forward, I'm sure that you know I'm going to like it. So I gave Alfred like 55. percent Stuart, how'd you feel about Alfred? Uh I'll give it. I mean, I don't think it was anything like it's not Michael Caine or it's not the the Alfred from the OG you know, <laughs> from Gotham. So it's nothing, mm. you know, overly like by that. far the best Alfred, but, the guy that was on Gotham. Yeah, you know, Sean Pertwee. Yeah, yeah. Fifty five is a good good number. Josh, how'd you feel about Alfred? Uh, I really liked him, but we didn't get enough of him to like get yeah. a solid. Uh, like love for him like you love like Michael Caine or anything 
but it just did it, it it absolutely did add to the list of the fact that we've never had a bad alfred every alfred has always been good awesome. point but the brother the brother can get a mobile phone i'm just saying maybe a nextel maybe a walkie-talkie this is like true. something like it's, his, it's because he's proper and british he still answers the uh, house phone he can get singular no. Wireless, you know? <laughs> I want to know, does that old lady maid know that he's Batman too? <laughs> that is, you know what? That's funny. We have, have we had her since the original Batman, like from the sixties? Because that she was a huge part of the sixties show. Oh, really? No, well, yeah, I yeah. I've never seen her. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she, like she is, she's in about every episode of the sixties show. Um, that's a big part of it. I thought that was pretty cool that they threw that in. Cause I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. She's there. And yeah, in the sixties show, she's, she's always kind of like, Oh, you silly boys. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think the gig, I think the gag was the whole time she knew, but I don't think it ever came out that she knew, but everybody knew she knew it was one of those. Cause that, that show is ridiculous. Like, let's be honest, but as much fun as it is, but, um, all right, next. Now this, I like this one. This was fun. The penguin. I did not know the penguin was in the show, and I did not know when I left that I would be like, "That's the greatest penguin I've ever seen." I gave him eighty-five percent. It's Colin Farrell, and I didn't know it was Colin Farrell till after I watched the movie. Um, when I was oh, watching uh, interviews about the movie, and I, I just put, I thought he nailed it. Uh, Stuart, what'd you think about the penguin? Yeah, I thought he nailed it. I, I'm with you. I don't mean to. Steal I thought he's your pivotal. Words, I think he's I, pivotal in this movie. Yeah, I, think he I thought he necessary. nailed it. He put, he did a great job of playing the like guy who's in it with the mob but also like a villain as well where like you know Danny DeVito's was kind of just a villain that was seemed very like scary and creepy where like you know I could see well he was uh, eating babies I could see Colin and killing and killing beauty queens. I can see Colin Farrell's version <laughs> of the rogue penguins. I can see Colin Farrell's version of the penguin though in like a New York City bar. Like I could I could see that happening. Yeah. Like which you know, is like the penguin being off tied up with like a real mob and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm with you. I give him higher than 85. percent Probably give him like a 90, 92.1. Nice. But you know, yeah, yeah. I, I like the penguin a lot. Josh, what do you think about the penguin? I loved him. I, I'll give him a hundred percent. I think he's great. I think he completely loses himself in that character. You cannot tell for a second that that's Colin Farrell. No, not it's, for a second. Just a completely different person. And. Yeah. Like I really hope all of these characters are reoccurring characters. Like I, I hope the penguins the, in the sequel. I hope like Catwoman. I, there's a three movie arc of their love storyline. Like I want a complete trilogy. As far as I know, the penguin has his own HBO Max series he does. coming. It just got confirmed today that HBO did order it, so it yeah. is. He's. St- I thought he he crushed it. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, yeah, there's also going to be an Arkham Asylum show. Yeah, don't even. It was supposed to be a Batman. It was supposed to be a Batman show, but it kind of. Yeah, it was going to be like GCPD, so kind of like Gotham, but. Oh, did you guys ever read that? That's a good comic. I've heard of it, but no, it's really, it's it's really, it's really fun to read. A non-Batman comic. uh, Yeah, now they've twisted into some sort of like horror-esque show about Arkham Asylum. I heard that. Yeah, which I'm here. I'm here for it. It's probably gonna be probably gonna be like Zaz or somebody. Um. Jim Gordon, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Jim Gordon in this one. Jeffrey Wright, uh, here's what I said, great actor, and I totally bought it. And and my main thing is I can see this guy being Jim Gordon for as long as he wants to be. He's yeah. he he's not gonna age quickly. 
Uh, he can do whatever he wants. I, I thought he totally committed to it. I thought his um, chemistry with Batman was great. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I gave him 90%. And, you know, I always got these because, you know, 90% is real, you know, a really high approval rating. But uh, I love Jim Gordon. Uh, Stuart, how would you feel about Jim Gordon? I loved it. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes. It's not my favorite, but one of them was where he told Batman to hit him. And then go out the back door and <laughs> punches him right in the face, like knocks his ass yeah. out. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, he really didn't have any. He didn't have a whole, whole lot of flaws in this show. Like, there's, the, I don't have a 95. lot of nitpicks. Ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Josh, what do you give him? Josh, hundred. You are, aren't you? Yeah, I'll give him hundred. <laughs> he was awesome. like hitting, hitting Batman and shit. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, right? Like backhanded him. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Great pick. And and here's what I like about it. You can't ignore the fact of how diverse this cast is, and it doesn't have to be brought up. Like, it can just be. This is this movie is a great example of like, no, you can just cast anybody and move on. Like, we don't have to have a conversation about Jeffrey Wright doesn't look exactly like the Jim Gordon. Who cares? Like, no, who who gives a shit? You know. So I think that's cool. But he's just a great actor, and he's yeah. in, he's also, you know, he's also Felix Leiter and James Bond. So like, he's in two of my favorite supporting roles roles in history so yeah jim gordon was awesome all right here we go now this 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 is uh this is where the conversation is gonna start getting deep let's talk about catwoman yes. so hear me out here no i gave cat <laughs> i gave catwoman 50 percent, and here's why she did a great job she looks the part um she's not michelle pfeiffer there's nothing i can do about it the greatest Catwoman of all time <laughs> but she looks awesome she's a great actress she, the chemistry was there she did she did everything right the reason her approval rating is so low is because i don't know if i needed her in this movie and i'm not a huge Catwoman fan i think that you can delete most of everything she did and everything still winds up the same so i, I really hard grade as far as the actress and as far as how she looked and obviously in the costume everything she did wonderful if you told me she's not in the next one i don't care so uh i only gave the catwoman 50 percent, even though i don't i can't i don't even and i'm older so like it's hard for me to like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say something to you guys so I don't know if you know, remember the scene where they're showing the graveyard and they show Catwoman's mom's headstone. So Catwoman's mom was born a year after I was. So that really <laughs> cut deep. So we, we probably don't see Catwoman quite the same. So uh, Stuart, how do you feel about Catwoman? And remember, you're trying to get married this summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like her. I, I thought she was good. Um, she was great. She's, I'm going to give her higher than a 50%. I mean, she's a fantastic I mean, looking I, I'm person. Not so, I'm not so sure that we needed her, but I mean, I think she added to the movie as far as like with the relationship with Batman. And I, I think the whole like. But she felt like she only I, I, distracted him. I'm not going to lie. Well, I felt like she I, only I distracted think, him. I, think, <laughs> I know that you thought the politician part was like a low hanging fruit, but I do. Yeah. And I understand Batman could have got it a different way. The bar scene think, was awesome. I do think she paid a good, mm-hmm. you know, role for Batman and how like he he used her to kind of get information, but was also like, listen, you'll get information from your friend it, for your friend if you help me get information about the Riddler and all how they get to the penguin and all those different yeah. kind of things. That's where I liked it. Maybe she checked, she checked. Maybe we didn't need her, but I'm going to give her like a 75, 80%. Josh, let's talk about, 
let's talk about you and Catwoman's Dude, relationship. It's 100%. <laughs> it's 100%. She was intoxicated. Yeah, she is. No, she is. She's magical. Like, I, I do not take that away at all. Like, every scene she's in, you're like, this, this is. But I do like that. And, and this is a big thing in movies. She wasn't too much for Pattinson. Like, sometimes you have that to where these actresses are on there. And you're because, like, if you look at Batman Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer walks over Michael Keaton and it worked for that show because that's what she was supposed to do is like overwhelm him. But, like, it, she was just a, you know, she was a comet. I thought, I thought her and Pattinson, I thought the chemistry was real. I believed it. I, I loved everything about it. I just, didn't need it in any way shape or form yeah i think but they I nailed she, their relationship and i was glad to see it but like i said it, i would love to see a overarching love story for batman so I mean. I i'll take a batman Catwoman story i just needed a longer period of time i like the uh the motorcycles were cool like they rode the motorcycles like they do i thought now i what i really liked about Catwoman is when they showed her from a distance like say going um you know from balcony to balcony and stuff like that yeah. they really made it look like the comic like the smooth like almost acrobatic Catwoman. I thought that was cool. The scene, I think one of my favorite scenes, the scene in the club where he's like, you know, Bruce just didn't get in it. Cause this is where I call him Bruce. Cause he's just not getting, it. he's like, no, go back and talk to him. She's like, this isn't going to go well. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he just, he just hasn't lived enough life. He doesn't have the awareness of like creepy old dudes. Like this is going to be a problem if she gives this guy any bit of attention. And, and she was right. Like she was so street savvy. She checked him. Um, you know, uh, she, she did a great job. She did literally everything she was asked to do. I thought, I thought it was a perfect, I know I can't imagine anybody you could cast better i mean just crushed Anne hathaway like i just yeah. gotta say because i just can't stand Anne hathaway's version <laughs> of catwoman um I, I just gotta throw a shot across the bow Anne hathaway but i thought she did great she was now i didn't but here's where i got sideways on catwoman i don't i didn't care about the whole falcone being her father yeah that was uh, oddly kind of thrown in there just forced just and yeah. it's and i know it's it's part of comics but it's what i said earlier like how many comics are you going to derive storylines from dude like you gotta you gotta pick one like you've got like 17 different stories you're pulling parts out of well and we and, already had motive for her to want to do this her friend yeah, we, was murdered we, we didn't need to be like he also killed your mom too <laughs> oh yeah yeah by the way uh, he's the worst person ever um and then oh yeah and you're gonna have to save batman a couple dozen times uh, um all that stuff a little I thought that I, but I do think the scene of like her breaking in the safe and him being there, like stuff like that was just, was, was really cool. It's just another one of these things of like maybe on the editing room floor, you could have picked some of these things apart and, and sped it along, but you know, they didn't, that's fine. I respect it. All right. Let's talk about the Riddler because I don't know, especially hops hops isn't here to defend it. Cause I talked a little bit about <laughs> him before the show. He loved the Riddler, everything about it. Dan knows his dude. I gave the Riddler 60%, and here's why. Because 60% of the movie, I was in. I loved it. I liked where they were going. We talked about it earlier. And then all of a sudden, what? here's what I can't stand, it, whether it's um, you know seven, whether it's um, the usual suspects, when the guy's like, hey, we, we did all this work. We've, we've spent you know over two hours of this movie trying to track this guy down, but then he basically surrenders in a diner. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like... He was good. That obviously he was going to surrender anyway. And then from then on, it's like the speeches, the the bigger picture. The so here's a question: Why is he so mad at Bruce Wayne? Like, how well does this guy know Bruce Wayne? Because we're talking about year two Bruce Wayne. The Bruce Wayne's been gone for like ten years. He's not around. 
Like, I don't understand how this guy knows, like, cares so much about a kid that hasn't been in the public eye. He's basically been off the grid, and he comes back as Batman. And he's and he's already established he's barely Bruce Wayne. Like, he doesn't do all I think the. He's more pissed off at. I think it's more that he's pissed off at his dad. Because yeah, but that's what I'm you, saying. They're like again, that's also, the motive for destroying the city. I, I just, I'm sorry, it just fell apart on me. I like, I'm, I'm in on you cutting the thumbs off. I'm in on you murdering people. Just keep <laughs> going with it. I just, it really fell apart at the end. And then I did not like the weird, like sort of, like whatever kind of crying thing he was doing in the in the Arkham cell. Like I don't, what, whatever that was about, because that's not the. I don't know what. The Riddler's usually pretty kind of together. Riddler's almost like Riddler's not as deranged as everybody else in Arkham. You know, Riddler's just kind of like out for money and more selfish. I didn't this bigger picture vengeance Riddler. I didn't quite get it. Fell apart for me at the end. So I gave him sixty percent. The kid did what he was told to do. People are loving him. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, Stuart, I don't hate Riddler as much as I hate running backs, but it did fall apart at me at the end. So I'll let you guys kind of tell me why I'm, in, why, why I'm wrong about Riddler. I'm going to give it my first hundred percent. I, I thought I really loved it. I thought I it was it. great. Like all the way through, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying and I understand. Like I see, I'm not even like, trying to convince you. It's just how I saw know, it. And I can see where like your complaints come in. Cause like, I, I get that. I just felt like it was a very good main villain. Like I guess I would consider the penguin a sidekick as far as that goes. Oh yeah, the like, penguin was definitely not a villain. The main villain, I felt like he was always one step ahead of Batman, even planning to get caught. No, the Riddler the whole, won. The Riddler the beat whole, Batman. Yeah. The, the whole Riddler like beat tying, Batman. I think the whole tying into the um the Bruce and Thomas Wayne situation, because I also think there's a picture at one point when you watch it where there's a question mark when they go to the Riddler's apartment and it's around the two kids. I I believe maybe it's just me dissecting too much into the movie, but that that's the Riddler growing up as an orphan with Bruce Wayne. And so him being like, listen, you understood what it was like to be in an orphanage, but yet you come back and you, you have this money and yet you're doing nothing and you're not helping what your what your father built to help orphans and i feel like that's kind of where like his anger towards bruce wayne came because bruce wayne seems very isolated and i think at this point bruce wayne seems very focused on being batman as opposed to taking care of what bruce wayne needs to take care of and i think that's what got the riddler and kind of drove him mad and drove him crazy yeah. it just i just think that there was one point there He's in this. They're, they're having the com. The first of all, here's this is my biggest nitpick in the history of Batman, from '66 till now. I don't know why these supervillains keep talking. Batman can't like their plans almost work, but they can't shut up. And then Batman, <laughs> like, as soon as they say the wrong thing, and then they start like if literally if Riddler just sits there and doesn't say anything, everything goes fine. Like because Batman had no clue. Of, the Riddler won. The Riddler beat Batman in this. And especially if Catwoman doesn't show up, like Batman's fu- like it's over. Like everything the Riddler the Riddler won. He just couldn't shut up for two seconds. And then Batman like eventually like the Riddler just says enough that he figures it out. And then I just they gave they gave Dano like they're like, okay, here you go, man. Here's your seven minutes. Just 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 go. And to me personally, I didn't buy it. Like we did with 
like say the interrogation scene that Heath Ledger pulled off in the dark night to where I'm like, okay, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on film. Me personally, the Riddler had his time and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't think he, I just didn't think he did it. I didn't think he lived up to it. I thought like, honestly, like a different actor maybe pulls it off for me. Everything behind the mask, everything in the hush mask, I'm in. Like I'm, I'm up to it. Everything until the stupid, the pie scene, some of the video stuff was weird. I know they had to force like modern technology in there, but I'm like, man, you that 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 stuff got weird. But um, you know, I just I did I just didn't buy it. That's it. That's it. I didn't care. Like he gave the whole speech. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Basically, you just gotta you got the NRA out there trying to like kill a mayor. Like that's what it boiled down to. <laughs> Like that's yeah. all boiled down to it. Wasn't yeah, I didn't really. I didn't. The problem with a lot of Batman's villains are that the majority of them aren't for for Batman being such a physical specimen who can kick the shit out of anybody. The majority of his rogue gallery are not a physical threat to him in any sort of way. Right. <laughs> so you don't get these like final confrontations where he's hand to hand fighting the Joker or anything because he fucking kicked the shit out of the Joker in right. no time. Um. So it was a little bit of a letdown when we get to, like, here's a bunch of copycat gang just shooting rifles yeah. and the real Riddlers behind bars. But, yeah, I'll split the difference. I'll give them an 80% because okay. I get where both of you are coming from. I think, yeah, everything when he was dressed up as the Riddler in his oh, costume was, was amazing up until the point where they did the last video with the whole 500 fucking followers where he didn't have any effects over his voice and he was just like hey guys i want to thank everybody for following me and we're all gonna get our rifles and go and kill the mayor (laughs) and i was like why is he talking in his regular voice (laughs) this is where this is where reeves is gonna have a hard time convincing me that he thought of all this before like say i don't know let me pick a date january 6th last year like that's reeves is gonna have a hard time convincing me that all this was set in motion before like it just seems so derivative um maybe not maybe not um it, it was close like the riddler was close and i've grew up on the riddler too like think how many f- years of riddler i've got i've got the all the cartoons i've got the 66 jim carrey's wonderful version the the jim carrey wishes he was the joker version like all these things but <laughs> but when you read like the one character that's usually pretty controlled because here okay 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 i'll just say so when you when you read the books, usually when it's Joker and Riddler, like those are the two like kind of like similar ones and they go head to head a lot. They don't like that's the thing is that the whole point is that the Riddler is usually the one like, hey, calm down, man. Like, let's think this out. And the Joker is usually like, nah, let's just burn this shit. And so I hate when they then, then all of a sudden now you've the, the Riddler goes off the end, too. It's like and it's just another case of like. And this has always been a problem with the Batman villains. Like, oh, wait a minute. The entire time, the villain, it was just because he has some mental issues that he's having trouble dealing with. You, you know what I mean? Like, just well, for I'm once, here. just give me a full-fledged villain that just wants to rob the fucking world, you know, whatever, the World Bank or whatever, and Batman stops him. I'll you give you my old ending I think you guys are You got that in the Dark Knight. No, because it was then it that yeah no Dark Knight's almost perfect except for the fucking jo- Two Face. Don't well, get me we started. Don't about, I'm talking the main villain. We don't talk about the sidekicks here. We're talking about the main villains. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, he 
you know, first of all, Two Face should never be a freaking side villain. Okay. I can't even start. Two Face is right, well, like one of the longest running <laughs> villains in Batman. He's got a 12 hour run. <laughs> Two Face has a 12 hour run. Jesus I opened up that can of worms. My bad. Anyway, so that 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 that's my point. I mean, it just I it was so close. So I'll give you my, I'll give you here's how I think that it, if it goes, I would have had the, almost the perfect movie. I think instead of switching over to the what was it, the People's Army or whatever, the last twenty to thirty minutes is the Riddler. Like you got you got the new the new elect mayor who they tried to instead of trying to shoot, he's got her in a situation like whether it's her home or a hotel or whatever, and it's in the dark, and he's lurking and he's literally just trying to personally murder her and then batman's trying to stop it and it's this real tense like you know in the shadows like last minute you know kind of whatever now if you want to add some henchmen or in or whatever like i think that's how i wanted it to end you know and he say he saves it because i like the new elect mayor i thought she had good charisma like i'm 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 in and i think i wanted that i think i just wanted to because he was so good he had he was so like thought out and the plan and the attacks and all these and then all of a sudden he's just just willy-nilly online like what if nobody's online that day like his plan fails it not there's 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 just holes in it there's just huge huge giant holes in it like they what they want to do is force in the fight scene now the fight scene did give us the batman shooting the adrenaline which was one of the coolest things i've ever seen on fucking tv uh, or on screen so that was awesome but uh I just it was ju- I just it was just one of those like it was really close to being perfect and I thought they I thought he kind of bailed out a little bit on it. That's all. That's all I'm saying about the rhythm. <laughs> it, it is what it is. And you know what? He never wore the hat. Come on, I need a hat. Come on, Riddler. <laughs> I need a fire. I need a hat, bro. But um, yeah, it is what it is. All right, next. Um, the next character, and I'll call it a character. We got a Batmobile. We get a Batmobile in every movie. <laughs> we got a Batmobile in this movie. I gave it actually. I was surprised. I gave it seventy five percent because I love the low tech version, and we talked about it. It sounded freaking great. Uh, the Fast and Furious car chase was what was. It didn't bother me. I'm in on it. the The ramp falling down's dumb. Like I don't know why anybody let that stay, but it looked cool on the other end when he shoots through the flames. But I like the low tech. Oh, really? Yeah, Matt Reeves says in a, in a post-movie interview that that was not CGI. They actually ramped a car through flames. Okay, so there you go. So I gave I gave Batmobile 75%. I thought it was pretty freaking cool. And another thing, that car was completely electric because they didn't want it to explode with all the flames. So it was actually an electric car. So uh, anyway, I gave the Batmobile 75%. Stuart, did you, did you have any feelings about the Batmobile? I mean, it's not the... It's not the bat tank, but I'll give it a, <laughs> you know, I'll give it a good solid. Uh, you're right. I'll give it a seventy five percent. That's fair. That's fair. Oh yeah, the, the 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 there's nothing like the Dark Knight Batmobile is my number one. Like that thing is just what the tumbler, the fucking tumbler is black, just right? just great. We almost we got a bat cycle in this. I should have thrown that in because the bat cycle was kick ass. <laughs> like Batman riding on the motorcycle was one of the greatest things. Well, the next category, and we get to Battinson all this shit's good so uh josh how'd you feel about how'd you feel about the batmobile yeah i give it 75 percent. i i liked it i thought it looked really cool i'm just i am a fan of a more like unrealistic batmobile (laughs) i don't don't know if that's the best way to explain it like uh i just like it to look unique but i it was cool and it was still they still made it badass the engine in the back was awesome 
Oh, that's a good point. And before we before we get to Pattinson, real quick, um, how did you guys feel about the basically not having Wayne Manor? How did you feel about this kind of downtown located? Um, you know, I don't even know what we call it a bat hideout. It wasn't even really a cave. Like that kind of that kind of put me off. But I I, I think I liked it a lot. It was it was it was just different. Maybe I kind of liked it because it was just different. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, yeah like, well, I didn't find myself tunnel? thinking about it. So. Yeah, what yeah, was I, like did, a, I did like the tunnel that he drove through. A, a, a bat tunnel? I yeah. I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Uh the great decision. Uh it just it made more sense. Um then we didn't have to deal with the mansion and all that, which again, when we start talking about the universe that they built, like it really lends to that. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about Battinson. <laughs> um I gave I gave Pattinson this this Batman, I gave him ninety percent. He literally passed every testament. The only reason I gave it ninety is because there might be a universe to where there's there's an improvement. I don't know what it would be. I got everything I wanted. I got the armor looked good. Um, he didn't overdo it with the voice. I like the mean Batman. I like the mean Bruce Wayne uh, the combination. Uh, I liked how he was dismissive. I liked how he was kind of a dick to Alfred, but then realized that he was being a dick to Alfred. I liked. I, I really liked like the growing pains. I think. I just. I think Pattinson totally knew the assignment and knocked it out of the park. From start to finish, I loved everything about this Batman. Um, Stuart, how'd you feel about how do how do we feel about our new Batman? I think it's fair to say now that we're this this is our Batman for ten years. I tweeted this out uh, after I watched the movie, and I said that this is this generation's Batman. Now I grew up with Christian Bale, so like Bale will always be my Batman. But this is this generation's Batman. This is a great one for them to have. I hundred percent. Like I love this character. I give it a hundred percent. I mean, I he was fucking awesome, it, dude. Everything about it, I loved it. I mean, I was waxing poetically the entire show. So I mean, I love this Batman. I think, uh, I think it's it's funny because everybody, just like they did with Heath Ledger when he was cast as the Joker, there was a lot of the guy from Twilight's gonna be playing Batman. Yeah, that guy from Twilight playing Batman just it, everybody. I was on board the whole time. Yeah. I was on board the whole time. I was, I was like, too. he's an actor. I was too. And he's tall. He was tall, and he's an yeah. actor. And I think the part that kind of offset me a little bit, and maybe he was joking, was when he talked about he wasn't going to pick up any weights or work out or anything. That that part kind of bothered me a little bit because it's like, how can you be Batman? Like, you can't be a stream being and be out there, like, fighting people. But you could tell he he worked out. You could tell he was ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he I thought he was a total badass. Ah, look at that. An old friend of mine, Dustin Kelly. How are you doing, Dustin? It's great to see you, man. Uh, great podcaster, by the way, Josh. How do you feel about our new our new Batman? Uh, I thought he was great. I didn't think that his Bruce Wayne was that great, but, but like, like I said, you only he's only in like five percent of the movie, <laughs> like which is cool. He's Batman, and I think that was a really cool distinction to see because I've always yep. talked about that version of Batman where like he is Batman and Bruce Wayne is his alter ego. And he even brought up that he lives nocturnal. I thought that yeah. was cool. Like, and he's like, you, I like the story, and I like to see the story progression of the fact that like he's going to have to learn, yeah, to be like this playboy, and understand and the Im- the importance of putting on this facade so nobody will think that he's Batman, yeah. but he's still Batman all the time. Like I've always found that. Extremely interesting, and I'm glad they're doing that in this movie. Holy but his fuck, Batman was fantastic. Can we talk about the best scene with Bruce Wayne in it? Was the funeral scene that that is yeah. one of my favorite? Like yeah. when they 
I, I love that. I love the I love the crash in the car. I love the the neck that freaking the I don't know what you want to call it the neck bomb. Like was was so straight out of like a Batman comic. What I didn't uh, like about it was how like I this I how Bruce didn't get his face burned off. No, this is that, is that what you're saying? This is a nitpick here. If if somebody sent a car crashing into a funeral and it said to Jeff Hunt, are you gonna and and you're not technically Jeff Hunt right now. Are you going to run home, change into your Dre- your Jeff Hunt costume, and then come back oh, yeah. to answer yeah. the envelope? I mean, it's huge. Like, he's huge. Wayne and says to the Batman, like, we're going to wait a half hour for him to go get into his bat suit. He may have to take <laughs> shit while he's doing it, and then like well, come back carry, and be he carries his he, and he carries his uh, bat suit and a backpack. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Look like like a kindergarten that, size backpack. There's, I guess a, there's some a, issues. That's a, I guess that's a negative I have going back to the beginning of the podcast here at the end. But yeah, you know, like it's just like but that's a nitpick. That, that's not a negative. That's, that's a nitpick. And that scene is like because that seems great. That seems great, except for that part. I could have done without that part because it's like I think that scene is as good as the the bomb in the stomach scene in the dark night i think that it's as good as that scene i could do without that scene in the dark night too but yeah the riddler's like fucking jigsaw in this movie (laughs) he's literally jigsaw. that's why i said and and then and then just to let it go anyway so you got me started again but it's it's (laughs) so cool the shit he does and then just to be like oh wait i forgot like i'm done being like a world-class serial killer now now I'm leading the <laughs> now I'm leading the people's army to bring down this government. It's like, well, what were the murders for? The murder if if you're <laughs> gonna go this route, the, the, the murders meant nothing. Like they yeah. were just like you know, they were meaningless though if you were just gonna have mass chaos. So like pick one or the other. I really I, I, I me and Reeves need to have a talk. Uh, that's all there's well, to it. One thing I didn't maybe I'm just I can't think of it right now, but one thing I'm unclear of at this exact moment is like how the fuck did the Riddler figure all this out? Like, he's just some dude. How do you know about, like, Carmine Falcone and all this other him. shit? Like, is he... The, How do you yeah. know who the rat was? How, yeah. Uh, like, first, first of all, the, the whole, like... If you want to if you want to have shows about the mobsters, that's fine. But to constantly squeeze, like, to all these characters and then the mob trying to keep the, you know, the Maroni and Falcone and stuff straight, like, it's really so much... Um, yeah, I Totoro is great. Like, if you get me John Totoro in a movie, like I'm on board, and he was great. But you're right; they never really explain how the Riddler knew everything. Well, and here's the problem. Okay, so then that implies that the Riddler is one of the smartest guys in the world because Batman didn't know this shit. He was completely caught off guard. And then all of a sudden, at the end, the Riddler is just a babbling lunatic. Like that, those two things don't line up. Like he spent all these years of research and figuring this out, and these elaborate plans and how to break into high security, you know, how, you know, mansions and blah blah blah, and and how to hide this stuff and the thumb drive and blah, and just on and on and on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, he's just a babbling idiot rolling around in his cell, and too stupid to think that Batman was his partner. <laughs> like. He thought yeah. Batman was on his side. Like you, that's why nobody will convince me that the, that these two, like that this was all the same plan. Like nobody will convince me that. Anyway, so I love Batman too. That's the bottom line. So a few a few things to finish it up. 
Do you guys, this is my question. They've built this universe. The actors are great. We just talked about almost everybody lives through the movie. So like these characters can go on for a while that they've built that we just talked about. Do you guys approve of this universe that Reeves built for us moving forward? And and this is probably going to be like our bat universe. Stuart, you're as big a Batman fan as I know. Are you good with, are, are, are you ready for the sequel is what I'm asking. Yes, I'm ready for the sequel. I just hope they don't fuck it up. Like, that's the thing. Like, like the ball's in your court. You've done a great job. Like, the reason I love the Dark Knight trilogy so much and the reason I love, I think, you know, the reason I love the John Wick trilogy so much, I understand they're coming with a fourth movie, so it's technically not a trilogy, but right now it is, is I've said this for years, and you can watch each movie in the Dark Knight individually and not be not be lost as to what happened in the last one. Like you don't have to watch Batman begins to understand what happens in the dark Knight. And I'm not saying you have to do that with this trilogy because I understand this story is kind of different, but like each movie, it seems like, you know, like with John wick, it seems like I like two better than I did one, but I think I like three better than I did two. Like that's not supposed to happen. Like (laughs) in the history, like we've seen sequels suck. And then the third one, it's like, okay, we got to end the franchise, a.k.a. Spider-Man, because this this just blows, right? So, like, you look at it, and you're like, okay, we got to end that. I hope to God they don't mess this up. Like, the ball's in your court. You have the opportunity to hit something out of the park here and, and compete with the Nolan trilogy. I don't know if you'll ever get there, but at least compete. And oh, so no, I think like, it can. And so it's like, please just like don't mess it up because you have an, oppor- an amazing opportunity here and all the momentum's on your side. Oh, I like it. I like it. I Josh, just don't, I don't want to see every movie kind of be the same as it comes to like bad guys. Yes. Like, I would like to see maybe in the next one he has, he fights like Deathstroke or something, like a physical. Like, like, like they're villains, they're or, rumoring for Bane or something Bane. like that. So it's like, I don't want freeze. It's free. Our friend Dustin Kelly says yeah. we, we get it free in 40 days. So yep. we will, there will it's be like a, April 19th or something. So, yeah. So Dust, Dustin helped me, helped me get through some serious, uh, joker when it came out he helped me get through some he does a great uh, actually he does a great joker review if you go back through his history but um then he helped me kind of get through it one time and kind of got me started doing this great crazy movie? stuff no <laughs> he says but uh yeah you're i okay i love i love the base that they've built i love the world they've built i love this gotham i'm with josh like that's this is my whole point we need a, a little more mindless villain like they don't have to have this this um this huge big picture you know you know alternative plan like i just want to see like ca- you know more chaos or you know something like that i i really i really hope they try that i i think what they're going to do i really feel like court of owls or something like that's coming up one of the bigger storylines um I, I don't think they're leaning into Joker. I really don't think that was a Joker at the end of that movie. I think that they're gonna I think they're gonna get the feedback they left themselves a window that that can't be the Joker. You know what I mean? Like that could yeah. be somebody else. And I think they'll get the feedback and go, okay, let's did let's ditch that. Let's not, you know, let's not go down that road. Destro could be cool. That well, would be actually super tell cool. The, the guy who plays the Joker, not Joker, to stop doing like post movie interviews, saying he's the they Joker. Keep, they keep asking about if he's Joker, and he's like, uh, can't answer it. Just like shut up. Just like actually, don't go in anywhere. These tours and like dig and Matt it, Reeves into a hole that he doesn't may or may not want to go down. 
And, and guess what? After year two, guess who Batman meets? Uh, Dick Grayson. Like, let, let's not be scared to throw a Robin in here or, or, or something like that. Like, Robin's yeah, I saw, I, I saw an interview with Matt Reeves where somebody asked him if they were planning, like, is the plan to have the mayor's son become a Robin? Because, like, he saw his dad die and stuff like it fits. that. It fits. And Matt Reeves, like, looked genuinely shocked that he didn't, hadn't thought of that. <laughs> and he was like, interesting. <laughs> no, that's not the plan. But <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, Might if now wrong. he'll change it and now that'll be Robin. I, I just hope I don't die before I get a Damian Wayne in a movie because that's my favorite Robin of all time. And I, I think mean, I'm not. It, it's the only way to get a kid Robin and have it not be cheesy is have it be Damian yeah. Wayne, the kid that fucking kills people like Hit Girl. Like <laughs> exactly, it's Hit Girl. Oh my gosh, you're reading my mind. That that's what we need. Let's let's just do Death in the Family. Let's just do Death in the Family and move on. I'm ready. Let's I'm ready. Let's see get beat like they did with the. Uh, <laughs> you just the, choose the your own adventure. <laughs> the animated. We have everybody in there with their own little buzzers, and it's like, okay, which road do you oh want to go gosh. down? Should he live or not? Oh man, I, I agree. I, I love this universe. I'm I'm here for it. Even I know I know it sounds negative about the movie. If you go to my letterbox, I actually rated it four. I love the movie. I just know that it. The, it's I I watch I watch Batman movies like I watch the High State Buckeyes. If it's not if it's not seventy three to nothing, I, I tear it apart. And so it sounds like I'm more negative than I am, but I did enjoy this movie. Um, okay, just real quick, Stuart, you're just your knee jerk favorite moment in the movie. It, you guys are gonna be like, "Where really is your favorite part?" But I think the part where he's chasing the—I can't remember—it might be the penguin through the streets, and he's swinging on the bat rope, and he cracks his head on the bottom of the railroad tracks. Because I think <laughs> that's a—that's a part like Josh mentioned earlier, how refined Christian Bale's yeah. Batman was, how refined Ben Affleck's Batman was, and Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer. Like we. We see, okay, well, damn, this guy oh, actually. Keaton, is. The thing about Keaton, though, he, he literally couldn't move in yeah, his suit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. Keaton couldn't do anything. <laughs> it's like, okay, damn, this guy actually is like human. Like, okay, he he mm-hmm. does have to learn how to be Batman. He doesn't, he doesn't just wake up one day and he's this big brooding guy who goes around and beats up bad guys. Like, he still struggles like me and you do. So I think that's, I think that was one of my favorite parts because it kind of added a human element to Batman. And that character, and then my, I would say my ultimate favorite part, and maybe it's crazy, but I like the part at the end where he's holding up the lighter and he's helping people get through the yeah, water. That was cool, because to me that represents the growth yep. that not only Batman but Bruce Wayne had to go through. You to mean understand, you, you mean like the third ending? Yeah, like I talked about with at the top, right when he gets done fighting the bad guy, where the bad guy's like, "I'm vengeance," and it clicks for him, like. Okay, I can't yeah. be acting out of revenge. I got to act out of being the light. For no, people. Th- that moment of him in that the part daylight was maybe was my favorite sweet. part in the movie. I agree, Josh. What's your knee-jerk favorite part? Wait a minute. First of all, Josh's favorite part is uh, Catwoman changing changing into a cat Catwoman suit. What's your yeah. second favorite part, Josh? Agreed. <laughs> um, probably the the nightclub scene where he goes oh, in. Where he's and, like, "Fuck it." But not only like the fight scene in there where he's beating the shit out of people on the way to the penguin, the whole interaction he has with the penguin 
yeah is amazing oh, no, no. like the penguin's not scared of him at all he's still doing drug deals like right in front of him and shit i thought no i thought that's when i was like okay this penguin like i'm i'm on board like i am totally on board uh i i agree that was wonderful we didn't even talk about like the whole uh droppers you know what they called them yeah. you know that stuff was uh, I, I didn't mind that because you got to have a reason for I thought that was a very Batman comics type of thing. Me too. I thought that was a great reason for Gotham to be all screwed up and stuff. So another good decision. Because there's there's stuff like that in The Dark Knight Returns. Like there's always this like weird like phrases that don't actually exist. Well, if you live where I do, well, Stuart, you live in the, you know, you live in Indiana. It's the same. Like, that's pretty much the community I live in. <laughs> half of them don't have teeth. And by half, I mean the majority of the people you see at Walmart don't have teeth. Yeah. 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 Um, no, that that was really cool. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, we didn't talk about that. I thought a nice touch real quick just to throw in the twins was fucking cool. Yeah. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They never said it, but that that uh, that was neat um, oh, what they did Jeff, with Jeff, those Jeff, guys. Jeff. Uh, I know you You may not have. Well, never mind. Wrong show. Never mind. I've been watching Flash, too, so I kind of got my memory mixed up there. Oh, so you're still I'm watching not, The Flash? I am not caught up on Flash. Oh. oh, you just started it. Oh, shit. I'm only on season two. <laughs> you're oh, going cool. up. No. You're on your way up, and then you're about to go yeah. really far down. <laughs> you're going to get hit in the face. But I was um, going to say, the bald-headed guy in Flash also plays in Gotham, and I got it mixed up yes. with the uh, the Batman. So I was like, oh, remember? It? And then I was like, oh, shit. That's, that's all right, man. Us nerds, yeah, we get, we get things mixed up like that. Um, I, had a, I, had a, I had a few of them. Um, I th- at first, I thought my favorite was just the first intro of Batman. Like when he walks in, I'm like, "Oh, this is this is." I just I just felt so good at that moment when I I thought I finally got my Batman. Um, I like when he's in the uh, the flying squirrel suit and yep. fucking Rex uh, <laughs> and just 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 yeah, gets yeah. trashed. That that was super cool. Um, you know that was neat. Um, I honestly my favorite scene and it got ruined, but it was still my favorite scene at that moment was the first murder and when he murders the 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 mayor in the house and he's when he's standing there and the mayor's walking around he's on the phone i really that's that's i think that's my favorite scene in the movie and that was at at that point i'm like this is the greatest thing i'm ever going to watch didn't turn out that way but it's still at that point well like yeah at that point there's a at that point i was as happy as i could be finally watching a batman movie so i i still i still put it up there but everything pattinson did was awesome i love it i love the scene you know when he gets back to the bat tunnel and he immediately gets on the computer and he here's what okay no no here's actually here's a great one too when when he's doing all this stuff the detective stuff and everybody's thinking like nobody could be this smart to all he's doing is staring at stuff and he's taking all this information and when he downloads the contact I thought that was one of the coolest things of technology, like usage in a movie I've ever seen. Almost like a Mission Impossible type situation. So I thought the the that was an easy way out, but it made sense the downloading of the uh, the contact. So I thought that was real real fucking cool too, because I'm a mystery mystery guy, you know. So that that was neat also. But I, but overall, I love the movie. Um, I guess we might as well rate it. I, um, you know, I don't. I don't know what you guys want to rate out of. Do you guys? Well, you guys are you guys on Letterbox? You guys do Letterbox? No. no. Josh, you need to get on Letterbox, bro. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> as many movies as you fucking watch, you're on Letterbox. <laughs> oh my god. 
So we'll just we'll just go out of five. We'll give it kind of a quick rating here, Stuart. Uh, you know, just one through five. What do you rate? What do you rate the Batman? A four point nine. I'll give you a four point nine. Oh shit, you really like it. I, I, I do. I, I told you and I'm probably gonna confirm myself after I watch it again. I'm probably going to rank this as the second best Batman movie I've ever seen. I don't think I think it's I think I got it third right now. I think I got it third right now. Just because when you're as old as me and you watch Batman eighty nine, that it was like you it was like being shot out of a rocket but ship. I also, so it's, I also it's hard like for a, me to get past that. I also have like nostalgia feelings towards like the Dark Knight. So my, well, my of course view you towards do. the Dark Knight might be a little skewed, but hey, whatever. That's a different debate for different nah, Dark Knight's better. Uh, Josh, <laughs> Josh w- w- just quick one through five. Where do you got the Batman? As of now, as of first viewing. First viewing. We're not holding uh, to it. First viewing, I give it uh, 4.5. Nice. It, it's right. I think right up there next to Dark Knight, but uh, yeah, I still think Heath Ledger's performance is too good for (laughs) anything to ever dethrone that movie. But uh, yeah, no, I really, I really loved it, and I'm really excited to rewatch it. And and now that my expectations are like set exactly where they need to be, and like I can look at things and like really focus on like cinematography and stuff like that, I'm I'm excited. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to how I think this will age. My gut reaction is it's going to be more like the Dark Knight Rises, to where it's going to get picked apart a little bit and and come down a few notches. But yet, I think the next one could be fucking amazing, like a you know wonderful. Uh, so that's that's not a bad thing. If if I drop it, I've got it right now at four on Letterbox. If it drops to a three point five, but the next one's a five, like I'm good. Um, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a tough grader. So, um, so real quick, Stuart, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, I appreciate you being on, man. I know it was late, but it was worth it. We got one of the best in the business to come on with us. So you you got a taste of, uh, my other world, uh, tonight besides the sports podcasting world. So everybody where they can find you, man. Yeah. I, after I introduce myself, I'll probably go ahead and drop out. I got to get up early. So I gotta, I gotta get out of here, but, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's right there at StuPock5. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Stuart Brooking, on Facebook at Stuart Brooking. You can find my podcast at uh, Stu Morning on Twitter, and it's at Morning Brew with Stu on Instagram. And I don't have a Facebook account, but you can find the podcast wherever you can find podcasts. All right, man. Th- thanks so much for being on, Stuart. You're the, you're the best, man. Thanks. Thanks for you guys having me. Josh, give a, give a quick shout-out to where everybody can find you, man. I know you're one of the busiest men in podcasting right now. Josh, you still there? Yeah. yeah just shout-out where they, everybody can find you, man. Yeah, sorry. I was getting glitchy there. Uh, yeah, uh, Four Nerds by Nerds podcast every Monday. Uh, follow us on Twitter, FMB and podcast everywhere else, FMB and the number four and letter U. And High on Horror, new episodes every Wednesday. Um, you can follow that show everywhere at H on H Pod. And I, rec- I recommend both of them, everybody. Josh, I want to thank you for being on. Stuart dipped out. I want to thank him for being on. Thank everybody that's watching, everybody listening. We love the feedback. 
Um, let me know what you think. In 40 days, I'll watch the movie and you know, maybe, maybe I'll do an update. We'll see. But uh, other than that, uh, hey, same bad time, same bad channel, everyone. <laughs>